Hey everyone, welcome to Lady Overlander Radio. Tonight we have Haley and Amy from She Overlands joining us. Stay tuned. Grab your favorite drink, whether it's a coffee, cocktail, or tea, and get ready. It's Ladies Night on Lady Overlander Radio. Lady Overlander Radio is brought to you by Artemis Overland Hardware and The More Expo. Come see us at The More Expo April 8th through 10th, 2022. Hey, Arla. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Where are you at right now? Somerville, West Virginia. Nice. Been doing an overlanding trip, I, I was told. Yes. We're on vacation over here for spring break. Uh doing some trails and and whatnot and hanging out very cool yeah and we also have two special guests joining us tonight amy and Haley from she overlands welcome ladies hey girls hey (laughs) so um i'm going to give each of you an opportunity to give a little background on yourselves and uh how you got into overlanding that kind of stuff and amy we'll start with you how did you get into overlanding Hi everyone, I'm Amy. My Instagram is a different kind of wild and I'm founder of She Overlands. And I've been overlanding in some capacity for eight years. Uh, hi, how's it going? Uh, so I, I started out with a sleeping bag and a pillow in the back of my car and that car was a Prius. Um, but I would still mob down dirt roads at 50 miles per hour in my Prius. Um, so that was kind of my start to overlanding and things have evolved since then. I am so excited to share more about our journey into overlanding, but I'll pass it on to Haley before I start talking too much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Haley. I'm Haley. I'm Wayward Renegade. Uh, I mean, I've always overlanded, I guess, or camped in some capacity since I was very, very small. I mean, we did... We had a schoolie before schoolies were cool. Um, it was parked on our property. We would take it out when we would go snowmobiling. I'm originally from Alaska, actually. Oh, nice. Um, nice. But I took a lot of time off um, as I moved around the United States um, from camping. And then one year with my tax return, I bought the rooftop tent and it was kind of just, that, that's that's the beginning and the end. As soon as I put that rooftop tent on my Renegade, it was, it was game on. And I've been doing that for probably three, three, four years now, I think. Very nice. So how did She Overlands come to be? Who wants to take that one? Whose idea <laughs> was it? Take that, Amy? Amy? <laughs> I think both of us would like to take this. Uh, when we, <laughs> story, we kind of like bounce off of each other and we're like, yeah, and then this happened and then that happened. So it's like really funny to get both of our perspectives and how this, how this came to be. Um, so I think we should start with the Renegade. Let's start there. Okay. Um, because that's a really important piece of this. Uh, I bought a Renegade. Haley bought a Renegade. We did not know each other at this point. Nope. Um, we <laughs> saw some folks on Instagram that were doing cool shit with their Renegades and we're like, wow, that's <laughs> neat. I'd like to do that too. So like, y'all would not believe what people are doing with these things. Like they have two inch lifts on them. Like they have big old operating tires, racks on the top, top tents. Like they're fully modded out. Um, And so I was like, that's cool. I'm going to do that to my Renegade too. 
Um, and the more I started modding my Renegade, the more I wanted to be with my own people, you know, because like, it's not easy driving a Renegade. Um, we get a lot of comments from other <laughs> off-roaders um, that like, we don't belong in these spaces. And Let's like, specify Jeep people because everybody else is really uh, cool. I want to call out the Jeep people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to call them out. I still have a Renegade, so I feel like I, I can still do this. Uh, I have a Wrangler, so I'm like, yep, it's, you know, it's some of the Wrangler drivers. I own one now. I, I'm a sellout. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, it's not easy, and we're kind of, like, the, the outcasts of the Jeep community and the off-roading community. Like, people see us out there, and they're like, wow, that looks so stupid. What are they doing? And we're like, this is fucking badass. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody out there with their cameras, and it's like the zoo came through, and that's what it's like driving a renegade. <laughs> Like, who brought the circus here? Who are these guys? Get them out of here. Um, <laughs> and, like, there are a lot of times when we had to prove ourselves in this mm -hmm. community where people were like, no, you can't do that. And we're like, hold my beer. Watch me. Um, and exactly. so, like, there is a, there's sort of a camaraderie that comes with that. Um, and so we all started talking on Instagram and Facebook. And we're like, yeah, we should start meeting up. So we started going to events. And the day I met Haley was... Fourth of July? Was it Fourth of July? It was the Fourth of July. It was my first official off-roading trip with people because I had been doing it on my own at this point. So I come out and I'm like, this is the first time I've ever met these people. I had just put on my off my aftermarket bumper and my rock sliders and I was ready to go. And I broke down and I was like, I can never see these people again. Right. Oh, this is it. This is it. I I have to get off this trail. I can never be seen by these people again. Um, but obviously Amy and I met and we kind of like looked at each other from like across this parking lot and we were like, that's a bad bitch. Nice. But, then we didn't, but then we didn't talk for like a month. Like we've never lined up our schedules. Um, and eventually, obviously, we did end up hanging out um, outside of the group, but it took a while. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought when I saw Arla too. That's a bad bitch, right? Uh, yeah, bad bitch. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. I was like, I need to make her my friend. Uh, it's like it's so funny. I love telling this because it's like a high school love story. Like it's like we're looking across the room, we make uncontact way, <laughs> we're like, oh, do I talk to her? You know, like should I go and say hi? That person doesn't know it yet, but we're gonna be best friends. Best friends, yeah. <laughs> friends for life. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like honestly how it started after this whole like 12 hour. That's probably an exaggeration. I think it was like an eight hour fiasco. No, it was an all it was an all day. Ooh, it was, all day it was, yeah, and like radios were running out of battery and like things were happening and we're like the group parts of the trail were closed down. Oh, that's always a good time. But like yeah. the people are, are so kind and so dedicated that like everyone just came together and helped each other out. And it was like, no worries. Like, Oh, you're hungry. Cause we've been out there all day. Like here's some Doritos, you know, let me grab something out of my fridge. Um, so like overall the whole experience was so positive because it, it brought us all together. We went out for dinner and drinks after that and laughed about the whole thing. And that was, kind I think of I bailed. I think I bailed after that. <laughs> I was like, I gotta go home. <laughs> <laughs> after that, God, I remember this so clearly. Clearly, we went overlanding after that, um, and we camped out in the national forest in Big Bear. Um, but you were there for dinner because I remember being like, "Oh, that's right." Cheers. Um, so yeah, so that that is the beginning of it, and then there is the campfire story, 
And that is where we do our thinking. When we're at the campfire, and maybe we've got some whiskey nearby, that is like, all right, much whiskey. making things happen. We get ideas. For some people, it's like their thinking time is in the shower or in the car. For us, like it's around the campfire sharing a drink. Um, and so I, I can't actually remember like exactly how the conversation went, but it was like, Hey, like there's a I lot think of it was us talking. We were like bitching about uh, a lack of representation of women in the community and how there's not really like groups for us. Yeah. And they were like, we're going to do this. It was like here, hold my beer, but also we drank many of them. So we weren't like, we were like, yes, this is a thing that happens. And then I think like the next week you went and made the group and I was like, oh, okay. So this is a real thing that's happening. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I remember Haley's reaction because I was like, yeah, she didn't tell me. I've always wanted to do this. And so like I went on Instagram and I found the username and I created it and I posted our first picture and I was like, hey, do you want to be my co-founder? <laughs> she didn't even tell me. I like saw it get created on like Facebook, like this thing that this person I'm a friend with created. And I was like, what the heck? Yeah. You're but like, like sure. When- yeah, I'm pretty much <laughs> like, let's make it happen. You know, like immediately, like Facebook, Instagram, social media, like here's our, here's our mission statement. Let's get things going. And Haley's like, I don't know what I'm getting myself into. You're crazy. Um, but here we are. And it's, oh, been, that's awesome. it's been one of the best things that happened to us, honestly. And I love, I love seeing every lady that you feature, like, I see, you know, you have a different person almost every single day and it's awesome. And it's, it's surprising to me how many women are out there actually. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing this, when I started this podcast, I started back, um, I think it was June or July of last year. And it just amazed me as I start, started speaking to more women and more families, you know, with the women included in the family, just how many people are out there actually doing it in mm-hmm. that unrep- underrepresented, you know, yeah. genre. I mean, that's. That's the feedback we've gotten is there's women out there that are like, we didn't know that this was called a specific thing. And we didn't know that there was other women that do it. We we're just out, you know, camping. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Arla, are you able to see the, the comments or? No, I, I can see them. I can't click on them. Oh, no. Okay. Well, then I will. We got Bats Off Road saying, hey, y'all. Hey. We got our good friend Connie saying hello, ladies. We love her. And Northology Adventures said, did someone say whiskey? (laughs) (laughs) Or whiskey. Magic word. (laughs) Amy Amy. Marler, she's from Lady on Toyota. She's an Arizona, um, Arkansas Arkansas. ambassador. Mm -hmm. We got Kara. She's got a podcast, Wander, Wander, Repeat. Mm -hmm. And she's part of, I'm going to say it wrong. Ozark Overland Adventures. Yes, Ozark Overland Adventures. And we got our buddy, Joey. Uh, the Overland Philosopher got a question here. Do you love wheeling or camping more? So mm. ironically enough, that is kind of a reason that we created the overlanding group. Um, Cause don't get me wrong. Like I, like I enjoy off-roading. That's where my background is in with quads and side-by-sides and stuff. Um, but I really like camping more. That's always been my preference. Um, I don't, like to beat up my vehicle more than necessary because it's really easy to do that to a renegade um and i like to just take leisurely drives like the renegade is not super comfortable to sit in because it's got those big bucket seats um 
And so I, I prefer to camp. And that's kind of why we started doing this um, was just so that we had a community so that we could go out and we could do this, you know, as, as safely as we can with other individuals. Um, and whether that's safety from the elements or from the environment or what have you. Amy, what do you yeah, prefer? I think I would say the same thing. And our stories are very similar. So when I was a kid, we were going out to Glamis. I'm from California. Um, so we were going out to Glamis and Bell Mountain, all of the OHV areas in California. And that was my kind of like first introduction into off-roading. Um, my dad, I'm like 10 years old. My dad's like, do you want to drive the buggy? And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> and I have a picture of me up in my house of me on a like little Suzuki quad. Um, and so like, I definitely have a, a passion for off-roading. Um, and I think my introduction into like the Jeep community and the overlanding community was kind of through like going down dirt roads, like finding fire roads, seeing all the places that I couldn't see by foot because I kind of started off as a hiker and a backpacker and then was like, but wait, like if I could travel over more distance in a faster time, that would be even better. And like, there's a lot of see more. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Places that you can't get by foot. Um, so I'm like, okay, like I need to go out and get an all wheel drive vehicle. Like I'm going to do this thing. Um, and so for a long time I was, I was like solo off-roading and overlanding and people thought I was crazy because they're like, what? Like you're going out to the desert and sleeping in your car alone. Like, are you, yeah. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. You should try it sometime. The sunset's really pretty. Um, you know. <laughs> um, but to answer the question directly, like wheeling is awesome and you know now being privileged enough to have a wrangler with a two inch lift and 35 inch tires like i can do so many things that i couldn't do with my other vehicles that i was using um yeah do i like doing those things also no <laughs> <laughs> it's a means to an end right you want to get to that really epic spot and sometimes you exactly. got to go on some rough roads do that yeah. for yeah. sure so I'm not afraid to tell people like I I don't like rocks I don't like rock crawling it's not my thing yeah. like I'm nervous I, I will go I will go in somebody else's vehicle if oh, somebody's yeah, like day. hey do you want to ride passenger I'm like absolutely like, let's go let's yeah. go let's go fuck your shit up yeah like <laughs> exactly <laughs> so the day we make is asking what's the biggest thing overlanding has done for you guys and what is the next big adventure. So what is the biggest thing that overlanding has done for you, Haley? For me, it's independence. Um, I, I've, I've opened up this world um, where I'm able to go out and I'm able to do all these things. Like I learned how to work on my vehicle myself. I learned how to add all of my modifications and do general maintenance on my vehicle because I had to, because I was going out there and I was doing this by myself and I needed to know. Um, so for me, it's it's just the independence of it. And that's done wonders not only in like actions, but also like my mental health is so much better than it was prior to doing this. Um, Absolutely. So just just the independence, I guess, that it gives me. Amy? Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep saying same answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> same Z's. Like, I think it's so important to talk about mental health because overlanding for a lot of us is our therapy. This is a way that we can get away from all the bullshit, all the things that are happening in our, oh, yeah. our lives and just like escape and be in the outdoors and have some peace and quiet. And I know that's how it started for me is that 
like things just got to feel so I started feeling so overwhelmed and I was looking for an escape and it was literally like a split second decision where I was like hmm I'm gonna put my sleeping bag in the back of my car and drive out to Joshua Tree <laughs> um so that's what I did and I have it was scary at some times and I, there are a lot of skills that I needed to learn, um, but I agree. I think that like courage and bravery and self-reliance is is something that I really needed to feel in that moment, and something that has transformed me as a person. And I know now, you know, if I've been at home for too long and I've been working too many hours, like what I need is outdoor therapy. And oh, yeah. so go and get that. You know, go out to Joshua Tree, two hours away sleep in the back of my car, see a beautiful sunset and sunrise. And I feel more whole as a person when I do that. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's really important to talk about like the piece where we do this because like we need to heal ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. and we, we need this sort of like remedy to what is going on in our world right now. Oh, for yeah. sure. And it's so nice to just go out there and just have the silence and disconnect and, mm -hmm. You know, one exactly. of the biggest things that I've heard from many of the women that I've interviewed is that overlanding has given them self-confidence. It's mm -hmm. improved their communication skills and it's helped yep. their mental health. Those are mm -hmm. the top three that I hear all the time. Yep. Yeah. And I would agree. Not 100%. only that, but like interpersonal skills with other, other people. Like oh, yeah. for me, that's, that's increased drastically. Cause I'm, I'm a hermit before. <laughs> like I went to work, I went to school, I went home and that's what I did. Um, and so just like being able to go to an event and talk to people that I don't know or go to a business and advocate for She Overlands or an event or, or what have you. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. We've got another question here from the Overland Philosopher. What kind of camp chair do you recommend and have you ever <laughs> fallen out of it? So that's <laughs> a good question because we are budget overlanders. And so it is the cheapest, most comfortable chair that we can buy. Uh, right now, I just have like Uline chairs that I got for free through work. So just like a, it's like a little, it's like an upgrade from a regular camping chair. It's a little more plush, uh, and it has like one beer, like a pocket you can put one beer in. For, oh, like, okay. Well, that's appropriate. Cooler. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but really, it's just whatever we can find. <laughs> That's 100% true. And like, I'm laughing about the falling out part because I buy the $5 chairs from Walmart. I buy those. Those are my camping chairs. They fall apart after a year. But I remember being at Jeep Jamboree and um, I was with someone and I thought it was so funny because I, I pushed him out of his chair and he fell over. And I'm like laughing at the whole thing, but other people came over and they're like, hey, are you okay? Like, did you get hurt? And I'm like, oh, it's just like, well, if you sit in the camping chair, you're going to fall over. Like if it's a $5 Walmart chair, like <laughs> you got to watch oh, yeah. out. So yeah, especially the little ones that have the little, like the tiny ones that fold up about this big. Ooh, yeah. we have they're very too. top heavy and mm -hmm. yeah. I, so I've heard. <laughs> so here's the backstory of that question. Somebody's being a smarty pants. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> Joey, who we're all we're out here with. Oh no. That and was today Joey the boys question. were doing right. some maintenance outside on their vehicles with their oh. winches, being big boys. And my husband had gotten my chair out, which is one of those hammock chairs that I got for Christmas. Ooh, and bougie. apparently it wasn't locked in. And when I sat in it, it flipped backwards. <laughs> oh. And I went down to the ground. And so it's been make fun of Arla Day. Oh, Joey. a little shade bean. He thrown. does go to sleep later. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> 
We got to oh. sleep sometime, Joey. Uh, something tells me that you're going to get back at him for that. <laughs> oh. oh, it's on. And oh, we right have the chair too. for you. Uh, all kinds of things. <laughs> you, wherever you are, we'll send it to you. We got it for <laughs> Yes, sir. Mm, Guaranteed turn. to fall out of. <laughs> uh -huh. Are you okay, Arla? Oh, my butt hurts, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to go smash into the ground. No, I, I I understand. I didn't drop my Mountain Dew or my phone though. So oh, see, that's next level. That's pro level right there. That's good. But tomorrow I probably won't be able to move. But oh, oh this today. Uh, it was we, today. Yeah, this is afternoon. Oh my goodness! Uh -huh. Can't even blame alcohol. I mean, it just happened. <laughs> um, well, I got a sturdy chair right now. <laughs> I was going to say we have to gtfo um because they have the most amazing camp chairs and every time we go to their shop it's in long beach we buy stuff from it and the next thing i'm going to buy i'm going to upgrade my five dollar walmart chair to a very nice foldable chair hey is it darchi Haley? that chair these are nice uh, they've got darchi nice. and they've got front runner chairs yeah. that are pretty nice. nice yeah anytime we go there like we'll bring our own chairs but then we'll just sit in like the shop chairs um, <laughs> that's kind of we'll what we do our, our, we'll, we'll set our, our ours up <laughs> oh this is nice yeah <laughs> yeah i end up leaving with a chair and it's so if you're watching kurt or jaff uh we love your chairs <laughs> nice <laughs> give, the, give the girls a chair Gosh, man. All right. Favorite eats on the trail. Amy. Ooh, good one. Uh, I mean, I love snacks. I got to have Same. the snacks. Same. Like, if I'm at a gas station and I see a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos, I'm buying them. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we like to eat well. Um, and I, I like to eat clean when I'm out, too. Um, and I like to, if I'm at a place, I want to be self-sufficient. I don't want to, like get to 5 p.m. and be like, I'm hungry. Where can I go get a meal? Like, I'm going to pack my giant 63-quart <laughs> fridge full of food. Um, and so but then we just snack most of the time. So, like, let's not, let's not bullshit <laughs> people here. We buy the food, but we usually eat it at home later. Like, it, it's eaten eventually, but we just snack the whole time. Just snack and snack, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lunchables. Chips, chips and guac the entire time. Oh, yeah. Yes. Exactly. The um, occasional spicy hot dog yeah. from Costco, like <laughs> spicy hot dogs are our notorious yes. thing that we that we bring. They're legendary. Y'all have a, a thing with guac too, don't you? Oh, We're yes. That's I just ate a ton of guac before I came out this here that guy. Joey made. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. guy with the chair. He makes really good guac. Chair jokes. He makes really good guac. And jokes, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so favorite yeah. meal, I so think. in timeout. At Overland Expo West, um, right before it rains, I think that was the best meal. We woke up and we made we made gluten free pancakes, um, mm. and it was awesome. Like we had all this bread. We had pancakes and eggs and bacon and sausage, and that was a really good meal. That sounds amazing. Haley, you have any other favorite eats on the trail or just snacky snacks? I'm a snacker. When I'm when I'm out like out on the trail like i always bring food just in case but i'm not like a big eater um like i'll like cherry pick and like eat like a bird um so i don't really make a lot of food i don't like cooking in general so <laughs> if i have to, if I have to make yeah. it uh it's probably not gonna be on my menu <laughs> <laughs> well you go out there to relax too right you don't necessarily exactly. have to go out there and make yeah. these big elaborate meals yeah. and like yeah you know 
be the next. I do a lot of I do a lot of pre-made stuff. So like when I grocery shop for myself, like if I'm going on a solo trip or before, you know, before Amy and I started going on most of our trips together, like I would do a lot of Trader Joe's runs and I would just do pre-made stuff from Trader Joe's. (laughs) Nice. You know what we had when we went to KOH, we had some really, really good steak there. And I'm like, I cooking as part of the overlanding experience. Like I'll get the Blackstone now. Like I'll put my chef's hat on. Like I I enjoy it. Um, So we, that steak was really, really good. Shout out to Costco. That's where we get all our stuff from. (laughs) So what you're saying is you cook for Haley a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I I do the dishes though. So that's, (laughs) there you go. Everybody does their part. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Overland philosopher. Is your setup exactly how you want it? Or do you find yourself constantly changing or making upgrades? Constantly changing. He's been making a lot of upgrades lately. (laughs) That's a loaded question. Um, I'm going to answer it in two parts for myself. Uh, With my current vehicle that I have, my setup is pretty much how I want it. Um, I don't really have a lot of changes that I would make to it. Um, that being said, I would prefer a different vehicle, obviously. Um, I would like to have more room and towing capability than what I have in the Renegade. Um, so obviously if we're talking like over a lifetime, it, it ain't the Renegade. Um, but right now my, my setup is pretty much complete. Amy? The setup is pretty dope. Y'all should go check it out. Go on the Instagram now. <laughs> and check out her setup. Yeah. It's alive. It's really cool. Like it's it's probably the most unique renegade you'll see out there. Um, so I'm on my third third Jeep and my third trailer as well. Um, and like what I have now is is the dream. Like this is what I have always always wanted. And so I'm super happy with where I'm at. But like of course I go on Instagram and I'm like, wow, that that rack is really cool, or like that bumper is really cool, or like I want onboard air. Like there's always something to put on the list of mods. Um, and so for me, it just depends on like what is available on offer up. <laughs> so like Katie will agree with me, like what is, whatever is available that's affordable as a mod is what's going to happen next. So right now I'm, I'm looking at maybe doing some onboard air. I'm figuring out my overland setup in the back with my fridge and the slide and my tailgate table. Um, nice. I'm super happy with the tent. This is like my fifth rooftop tent, but oh, I think wow. Last one. <laughs> um, so like I, I turn over right with her. So happy <laughs> where I am with my setup. And if more things happen and I can, it's within my budget, then that's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I know. We, before the show, we were talking about the tent mattresses and how they're mm-hmm. not very comfortable, no matter which kind of tent you get and right. different options you can do and yeah. put in there. I know I have a the self-inflating little personal mm-hmm. air mattress, which, which is pretty good. Yes. After about four or five days, I'm starting to, my hips start to hurt because I'm a side sleeper, but yeah, it gets me through. Yep. Yeah. Those are, those are nice. Uh, unless you're camping in the cold and then the memory foam and it gets hard. Um, yeah. And then that <laughs> sucks. But, but otherwise I have, I have the same thing. I have a full size one that fits the floor plan of my um, Smitty built tent perfectly. And I honestly love it because I can deflate it. And I have a soft top, so I can just close all my blankets up inside of it with the mattress depressed and fit so much stuff in there. That's what I do too. Yeah. I just leave it in there. Yeah. I think that was the game changer for me is going out with Haley and we actually put her Smittybilt tent on my Jeep. Um, and I was like, oh, let's try it out because 
honestly, y'all, there was a point where I was like, I'm never getting a rooftop tent. I enjoy stealth camping. I, I'll sleep in the back of my Jeep. I don't need to be like having this gigantic tent on top of my car. I want to sleep in the car, not, not on top of the car. Um, right. And then I went out with her and I slept on her mattress and I was like, ooh, game changer. It was so comfortable. So after yeah. that, you know, of course I went out, <clears throat> excuse me, and, and looked at, you know, what kind of tent I want. And I got a tent that had a mattress that was like an inch and a quarter. And I think I had it for four weeks and then I sold it. It was, it was oh, not wow. for me. Yeah, <laughs> You're was, like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. Comfort and like being able to smash all of your blankets inside your tent is yes. top priority for us. Yeah. It's a pain <laughs> yeah. to have to take everything out of it every single day. That's just yes. not, that's not really what is. I'm about. It and almost I, makes it not worth it to have it. Yeah. And we travel with three kids. So, you know, not only do you have your, all your blankets and then you got mm -hmm. their stuff and it's just, it's yep. too much. So yeah. yep. we're going to we pick a really quick break and we'll come back to this question after we hear from our sponsor. Energized. All right, let's put this question here. How do you prepare to go, and what's the top spot that you guys have been talking to upon? Amy. Amy, you're still muted, honey. You're muted. Oh, I'm muted. Sorry, I said there you go. <laughs> You, but I feel like you were also having a hard time hearing me. <laughs> um, the dark, uh, dark dog next to me. Um, so, oh man, how do I pick where to go? So, I used to just get in my car and go and just mm -hmm. explore. And I would look at like signs on the side of the road and be like, "Oh, that sounds cool. I should go there." Um, I learned by trial and error that. Sometimes not having a plan um, puts you in a position where you're driving around for three hours trying to find a place to camp. You're tired, you're hungry, you just want to get to like your home base. Um, and so through that experience, I learned to plan a little bit more. And so I use some apps to figure out where I can find public lands. Um, and I think my top spots that I 
happen upon is no longer, um, so they're not doing any overnight stays there anymore. You can't park your vehicle overnight. Um, okay. I have a whole story about how we almost got murdered trying to go to this place. <laughs> um, <laughs> without saying too much information, it was um, along a river where there was a hot spring and you can go from the hot spring to the river. And it's just like a super chill spot. Lots of like people that are up there like having a good time and vibing and happy. Um, so I think that's probably my favorite spot. And I'm sad that it's not available anymore. And it's probably because it's just been overrun and people are people know about it now. And so more and more people are coming. They're probably trashing it. They're not going to prepare the land. Um, so it's unfortunate that we're seeing more of this happen. For example, yeah. Alabama Hills, which is another one of my favorite spots. Yeah, that's a shame. It's, it's happening everywhere. And it's really disappointing. And that's Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Haley, what's your top spot? Um, so to answer the first part of that question, um, I'm like I said uh, in the beginning of the show, I'm originally from Alaska. And so I never really did that whole, I'm just going to drive to wherever. Because um, when you do that in Alaska, you get stuck and you drive exposure. Um, so I don't really do that. I'm more of a planner. Um, I typically will have a couple places in mind and I will plan a route and places to camp based on that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of places come from, like Amy said, like apps where you can find BLM and research online um, and word of mouth through friends. Um, but I think one of my favorite places um, that I have ever happened upon, and it was kind of like a word of mouth spot, was a spot um, on the rim of the Grand Canyon um, that I went to. And Amy has, I haven't gotten to take Amy there yet. Um, I went there many years ago. Um, but it's nice because you get to drive out. It's like several hours down a dirt road. Um, and it is kind of like a, it's a dry established campground that you make reservations for, but it's like two hours down this dirt road and you get to park right on the rim of the Grand Canyon. And it is some of the most spectacular sunrises and sunsets that I have ever seen in my life. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah, I, I found a couple of really cool spots near the Grand Canyon, near the North Rim, mm -hmm. that we really, really liked. It, we had a really great time there. Yeah, and I was worried when we when we started up that way. I was like, man, I'm, I was so afraid we were going to get up there and it was just going to be packed, and we lucked out. Yeah. So, yeah, very nice. All right, the Overland Philosopher, I'd like to know what app do you use to plan your routes and camping spots, Amy? Uh, really, it's Google. Uh, I'm a planner. I like to know where I'm going ahead of time. And this is, again, learning by trial and error. Um, and so I will just spend three hours like Googling it, even if I'm like on Google Maps and zooming in to see locations to see if they're BLM or public lands, like that's what I will use. Um, so I don't, I don't really have like a favorite app. I use a couple of different ones. Um, I like free campsites. I like Camp and Diem. Um, I use some of the off-road um, navigation apps as well. So yeah, it's a bunch of different things. Yeah, I would say we use quite a few different options as well, different apps and things. What about you, Haley? So for a long time I used, um, I would just download uh, offline Google and I would just do research um, online and stuff. Um, I actually just, uh, signed up for an app called, doo, 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 doo. it is called Trails Off-Road. It's sort of a newer, newer app. One of our friends uses it. 
Okay. Um, and it's cool because it's got like off-roading, um, off-roading trails and, and stats and stuff like that, but it also has campsites. So if you were wanting to hit like a specific trail, it would be like, hey, like these are campsites in your area. So I started using that one a little bit more. Um, and then obviously like the ones that Amy said, as far as specific campsites go, like Campendium, um, The Dirt is another really good app um, that I enjoy using. Uh, so I pretty much stick to those four. Yeah. Do you find um, you and you like one of those more than the other? Because for a long time we used iOverlander and mm -hmm. nothing against iOverlander, but a lot of those sites that are marked on there are like van life pull off on the side of the road kind of thing. Mm -hmm. We found, I mean, there's still some really good sites that are on there. And we usually, what we usually do is go to a site and then venture even further, and yeah. find, you know, something everybody else doesn't know about, but you know, a lot of those sites on there seem to be like, you know, kind of a pull off on the side of the road thing. And you can't really do that everywhere mm -hmm. legally. So yeah. do you guys prefer, you know, one app over the other or you find it has more accuracy or? So Trails Off-Road um, and shout out to little Ariana and the Trails Off-Road crew. Um, I really, I really like their product because it's got a variety of different difficulties. Um, it's mm -hmm. not specifically uh, for van life, which is what you kind of find with the dirt or Campendium. It's going to be something that any highway vehicle can get to. Yeah. Um, but Trails Off-Road is geared specifically towards um, like off-roaders. So you could shoot for an off-road trail um, and it's going to give you, uh, what's nice about it is it tells you the stats you need. And these are all individuals that will go out and map these trails for this company. So it's people like you and me um, who go out and will map the trail and they will do write-ups about what type of vehicle is needed, what sort of clearance, what you're going to run into. Um, so if you're looking for something that's going to give you more diversity in your landscape and what you're, you're traveling on, I would say probably Trails Off-Road because okay. um, it's geared more toward off-roaders. Um, but obviously overlanders can take that and make that their own as well with the features like being able to have campsites um, stats on the app itself. Nice. Okay. I'm going to have to definitely yeah. check that out. We've got, got one more. Oh. oh, sorry. Go we ahead. Good advice from our friends, too, um, in terms of like yellow post sites and big bear or like locations that they have gone. Um, but it's only from like people who value leave no trace principles. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like it's, it's, it's a balance of sharing information and geotagging, right? But like making sure that the people who are going there are going to take care of the land that they're on. Um, so sometimes we get like word of mouth or suggestions from friends, and those have been um, really special spots for us to visit that we kind of like also want to keep secret and let we know that yeah. someone is not going to go there and disrespect the land, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we're kind of the same way. We, it's not that we, you know, hoard all the spots for ourselves mm -hmm. or anything like that and don't ever share anything. But again, it's usually with someone that we're close with and we know pretty well and that we know is going to go there and it. trash it, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah because if you tell everybody about that wonderful spot, then it's no longer a wonderful spot. It's yeah. a trash spot and it's overrun with people and, yep. you know, yeah, it's heartbreaking. All right, so yes. Northology Adventures would like to know what advice do you have for women new to overlanding? We'll start with you, Haley. Just do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did. Uh, no, I think a lot of people, a lot of people get caught up on I need the right type of vehicle, I need the right type of cooler, I need to upgrade immediately to a fridge, I have to have all of this gear. Um, and so a lot of people. Head. 
<laughs> exactly. A lot of people will wait years and years and years. And I don't think a lot of people realize the sort of investment we make to do this sport with some of the people who have built their builds over several years. Um, yeah. And so people will wait years to go out and do this. Um, and so I think, I think that's my biggest piece of advice is just to do it. You just need a basic Coleman cooler and a sleeping bag and somewhere to sleep. And that's, and you're an overlander. I know I'm probably going to get shit for it because there's a lot of keepers <laughs> in the industry, but I don't really care. Come for me. You see my handle. <laughs> so real quick i've had a couple of people um say that there's something funky with the audio is the audio good now or we're good we now it's when we issues? first came back from the break yeah that was a little weird okay perfect goes a little weird. just want to double check okay so the day we make again what piece of gear could you not get rid of fast enough amy oh man <laughs> Like, I can't stand this thing. It's useless or it's terrible. I mean, I'll sell anything as long as it means that I can upgrade to something else. Mm -hmm. um, gosh. I think uh, it, it, I mean, mine's, mine's going to be my chair from today. I'll just yeah. throw it out there. Okay? <laughs> it's in the trash already. Um, <laughs> it's gone. You know, I think it has to be that inch and a quarter mattress that I had in a previous rooftop tent. Yes. Um, it, I had one night in that and had pain the next day. Um, and I care about my comfort because we go out for, for trips that are like four or five, six days long sometimes. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I think it's gotta be that, like you have to have a nice quality mattress that you're sleeping underneath, um, or on top of rather. So meh. Yeah. That's my answer for now. Maybe I'll think of something else later. So I have a question for you guys. What has been your, together, what has been your best camping trip or your best memory out there on the, out there on the trails together? You guys have the same one, um, I wonder? Probably not. I think the best, uh, Amy, what was the trip where we drove down that back road and it was really dark and we thought we were going to get murdered because it was like <laughs> not a main road? Um, that's probably a lot of trips. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. this was very a very specific trip. Was that a mammoth trip? I can't remember. Yeah, um, so this is a spot that I said was on the river, and you can't sleep there overnight anymore. Oh, right. that's right. Yeah. I'm not not going to disclose the location, but I was like, yeah, it's my favorite spot. It's going to be awesome. And like, <laughs> we got a late start because we were we both worked full time, and so we're mm -hmm. on the road, and there's like a road closure, and so we have to take a detour, and we're like going like down a, these really a weird huge road. detour. Yeah, like we were in the car together and we're like, this is going to be a podcast about a murder mystery for us. <laughs> and we were, I mean, not it just podcast, but yeah. It probably doesn't so help that we were listening to murder podcasts while oh, we were well. driving. Um, but I'm pretty sure I heard banjo music when we drove down that road. <laughs> so it was not a good time. But I mean, it, I, it made for great conversation. Like, and, and that's some of, like, like we said in the beginning, like the campfire talks and stuff, like, yeah, I love camping and I love the outdoors and stuff, but like the camaraderie and just like the conversations that happen. I think we talked about at the time, like starting our own podcast, but it's just going to be our commentary in the car. Like it's not going to be anything, <laughs> oh, anything like else. <laughs> that would probably yes. be hilarious with a lot of cussing, yeah. I'm sure. Yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Like mm. we had almost no cell phone service. So we pull up to this place and it's like no overnight camping. We're like, shit, what do we do now? Um, and so we're like, you know, with one bar. I had a backup spot, luckily. Same. Where, 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 
I know this spot. And so we go down there and it's like super weird. We don't know where we're going and we get there and like, um, you know, like people can do whatever they want when they're out in the outdoors. But like, it was a party when we showed up. Um, so we had a bonding experience going through this. And then the rest of the trip, we spent a lot of time in like national parks and national forests. So that was, that was the first day we didn't get murdered. Everything was okay. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll make a podcast about it. Um, yeah, that, that was a really good trip. I'll agree. Do you think that was your favorite, Amy? Or Oh my gosh, there's so many, like we don't stop. Like, I, I wish I had more energy to, like, maintain an Instagram and a website and all of this. But, like, we adventure so much that, that that's our focus, you know. We would love to, like, continue building up social media. Um, but, like, a lot of the time we're, we're just out there doing it and, like, living mm -hmm. in the moment. And we forget to take pictures. And we forget to be like, oh, what are we going to post on She Overlands on Monday? You know, because we're just, we're out there experiencing it in the present. And, and like I said, that is our therapy. So, but that's fun. what it's about having yeah. fun you know exactly. exactly so i think my favorite trip i mean it's either the um like when we founded she overlands over the campfire um or i mean i just had such a blast at overland expo west i i felt like i was a kid in a candy store like there was so much to do so many people to see we didn't get through like even half of what we wanted to do there. Um, and then it like rained on the last day that we were there, like, and we went to Sedona the next day, the whole oh, yeah. an adventure from start to finish. We took a detour to get there and went to go see some sightseeing in Arizona. Um, so I think that trip holds a really special place in my heart. I like it. Sedona is so beautiful. I love camping there. Yeah. So many pretty places to see. Yes. All right. Bass awesome. Off Road would like to know what you guys use for heat. That's you guys me. use the Ooh. same thing or that's me. That's me. Um, so <laughs> the another story, the inaugural She Overlands trip, we decided to, yeah, you know the one I'm talking about, Amy. We decided to go to Mammoth, which is, I don't know, probably five hours away from us north. And a cold front had come through, and she was in her trailer, and I was in my rooftop tent. And I was not ready for the cold that came through. It was 10 degrees <laughs> and I had not slept in 10 degree weather. I had a 40 degree sleeping bag. Oh yeah. And it was not a good time. Um, so I learned after that trip, uh, I got a 12 volt heating blanket that I used with my power station. I lugged my power station up into the rooftop tent and I plug it in and I preheat the sleeping bag. Nice. Uh, and I also got myself a little butane heater. So I will preheat the tent because um, I'm bougie like that. Uh, Hell yeah. So, and just like Same. a bunch of blankets. But that's pretty much what I do. I've got the 12 volt heating blanket as well. And mm -hmm. I love it. Game changer. So nice. Absolutely. Our Diesel heater. Diesel, diesel heater, heater will change bougie. your life. Yeah, I, I drive a shoebox. I can't fit a diesel <laughs> heater set up in there. Like my <laughs> heater. No, my heater is small. like this big. Like this is it. That's it's all I have room for. We small. we have it saved in our YouTube videos though of how to put together. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to find the, the picture of what my vehicle looks like when I pack it with camping stuff. I, it's packed to the roof. Mm -hmm. Like there is there is no room. I have no room for a passenger. Like my personal items are on the driver's seat. Um, I mean, I did just rip out my back seat, so I have a lot more room now. So maybe that might be something that happens. Uh, diesel heater. Did your own it's, seat delete? It's did awesome. You? 
I 100, I actually took my friends to the bar the night before I was the designated driver. And the next day I was like, Nope, ripping these out. <laughs> That's not going to happen again. Nope. Nah, my friend actually, he gave me his old platform for, from his renegade and it just happened to line up. Um, but yeah, I ripped those back seats out and put that in there and so much more room for activities now. There's so much space back there. The both of us got on the platform and we were like, oh, we can stretch out. Like we're five eight, you know, like we need some space. Yeah. Um, so there's there's a lot of room back there. So I'm excited for some stealth camping adventures in the Renegade. Oh yeah. Very, very cool. So Amy, what would you say is a bucket list trip that you're looking forward to or that you want to do eventually? Yeah. Um, every single national park that I can go to. I, I just want to like take six months off and travel all across the U.S. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> in a van and go to every single national park. Um, that has been the dream since day one. I, I started off kind of like camping in the back of, um, we had a truck with a camper on the top as a kid. And like we traveled all the way to like West Virginia in this thing over the summers. Um, and so I've always wanted to go back and do that on my own um, and just see and take in as much nature as I possibly can. That's that's the dream right there. Awesome. What about you, Haley? Uh, I really wanna do Baja. I mean, I don't have any impending plans for that to happen right now. Um, certainly not in the vehicle that I have currently, um, but I, I would love to do a Baja trip with some people. Yeah. Arla and I have been talking about trying to do that over Christmas. It'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> if we can get all the work. <laughs> that ass brunette has been a real inspiration for us because she just got back from a Baja trip. Mm -hmm. Yes, she did. Mm -hmm. She sure did. Yeah. yeah, she was just on here with us a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah she yeah. is badass. She is badass. Love her. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Haley, See, what kind of uh, vehicle would you want next? You keep talking about how the Renegade Ooh, is a lot of I want... time. I want a van, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, I live in California. Rent here really sucks. Uh, I'm, yeah. never gonna own, I'm never going to own a house here. That's never going to happen. But I love living here just in general. Um, so yeah. the next upgrade for me um, is probably going to be a van. And if it's not a van, it's, it's going to be a Tacoma. Nice. Very cool. You going to upgrade anymore, Amy, or are you going to keep the Jeep for now? You know, I have a habit of uh, upgrading every couple of years, <laughs> so uh, I think I'm going to try to stick with my current vehicle. I put so much, put so much love into it, um, and I'm really happy with where it's at. So I'm going to try to hold on to the Jeep Wrangler for a little while, and it's a diesel. Um, so, well, I'm paying a little bit of extra money right now with the gas issue, uh, the fuel issue. Um, it has really helped me with fuel economy. So, and towing a trailer with the diesel has been amazing. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah. stick stick with that. Maybe a gladiator one day, but I've always said the, the forerunner is going to be in my mom car. If I ever have a family, that's going to be my mom car. So talk to me in five years. <laughs> it's still overland in mom cars. I do it all the time. So as, as a mom, just saying. I love it. For sure. I have a Wrangler. My husband has a gladiator. So yep. yeah, we have a Wrangler and a now a forerunner. Like I was telling you guys before the show, I'm selling the Land Cruiser, but I just got a forerunner and I love her already and yeah, I'll be outfitting I'm, her I'm very jealous. soon. So there'll be lots and lots of pictures coming forth with the forerunner. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah, I'm excited. That's off road says badass women doing badass stuff. That's what we're about. Yeah. Aww, you're badass. Thanks, yeah. Trey. That's my husband. He's just sucking up. <laughs> <laughs> he's 
bad about that chair. <laughs> Take a lot of slack about that chair. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so if there, what's one thing that you would, um, we've already talked about when, if women are wanting to get into overlanding, but what would, what's one thing you should, t you would like to tell women about overlanding in general or about, you know, maybe if they want to do it or want to ask questions, but they're kind of nervous about doing so, what would you, what would you recommend? Do you think that they should just go ahead and ask it anyway? Do you think they should ask other women? What do you, what do you recommend? I, I think that's going to depend on the individual person. Um, I mean, I, I came into this industry and just asked whoever I was like, you're going to tell me, you're going to tell me, we're going to figure this out. Um, but I know that that's not what uh, a lot of women are comfortable with. And it is, I mean, it is a boys club. You go to the, these events and it is dominated by men. And so that is very, um, can be very off-putting as a female coming into this industry. Um, so I, I would say probably get on social media and and find some uh, accounts or women who with similar values or similar vehicles as you um, and ask them. Uh, I All of the women that, I, that we interact with, I'm sure Amy would say the same, um, are all very, very accommodating. And if they see your message, they're gonna help you out in, in whatever way they can. So if you're not comfortable asking the questions at your local off-roading businesses or at these events that you're meeting up with, find a woman in your community or, or online who can guide you or even just come to us. I mean, that's what She Overlands is eventually going to become is we wanna be a resource to help women get into this industry with a little more ease than what we experienced coming into it. Yeah, 100%. And I would offer some counter advice to like the unanimous, unanimous response of just do it. Because I feel like we're like, okay, what do we say to women in overlanding? And we're all like, all together now, just do just it. Do it. Um, but like everybody has their own idea what feels comfortable and safe to them. Mm -hmm. And you're in in female overlanding, you're going to get out of your comfort zone and you're going to test your limits and you're going to figure out exactly where you feel safe and where you don't. And a lot of that has to do with your intuition. Like I pull mm -hmm. up to and I'm like, oh, it seems okay. I don't know. And then like halfway through the night, I'm like, oh, I have this weird like feeling that it's like, I don't really feel safe here. So I'm going to move. Um, yep. So I think that experience of learning exactly where you are with what feels safe and comfortable to you is something that, that you can learn through this experience. And so mm -hmm. it's going to take a little bit of courage. You're going to have to like push your boundaries a little bit, especially if you're just starting out. Um, but there is an incredible amount of resources available. Um, we are happy. We will geek out with you all day long. <laughs> Please send them to us. We love talking to people. Um, so like tap into your community, find the people that you identify with. Like it doesn't have to be the person who has the most followers on Instagram. It can be the mm -hmm. person that, like, I really like them. I connect with them. Like we have similar values or interests, you know, like, mm -hmm that person and reach out and ask questions and if you're not able to find that person like talk to us like we'll we'll guide you through it we'll help you navigate where you want what you want to do with overlanding um so so yeah we just really care yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely we want to open this up to more women we want to make sure that they're doing it safely and that they have the knowledge mm -hmm. and the to do it um and and there can be some gatekeeping involved in that so like you know, like just see how it feels. Talk to us, like get information from other women um, and listen to the podcast. Like this is amazing. So thank you yeah. for this because it's also an incredible resource for women to listen to. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I just think it's so important that we're all doing this work and I'm, I'm really glad it's happening. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, that, you know, exactly where we all, all four of us right here have the same purpose in mind. It's to give mm -hmm. it more exposure, get women more comfortable with this, be available to answer questions, provide information, educate. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's fantastic. And I, and just in the six months since we started the podcast, I've seen it kind of slowly blossom mm -hmm. and kind of blow up, you know, to where yeah. I'm, I don't know if it's just because I'm doing the podcast or if it's, it's genuinely happening where there's more and more women getting into overlanding and off-roading and there's more people talking to women about it and they want to yeah. hear their stories. And I just think it's fantastic. I really exactly. do. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So do you think there's any future plans? Um, I know like, for example, I'm also a member of Lady Owned Toyotas and I know that they do some kind of local meetups from time to time where they have a, mm -hmm. like an, a couple of ambassadors in each state. Do you guys have any kind of plans like that where you eventually want to grow this to where, you know, people do local meetups? Things eventually, like that? eventually we do. Um, it's really hard. Like we said earlier, we both work full-time jobs and I'm kind of working a full-time and a part-time job as I sort of transition into um, my new career, um, possibly working in the overlanding industry. And, and we're always out doing this. So it's kind of like we, we have to make concessions. And like, if, if we do these meetups, we have to do less overlanding trips. So we're trying to trying to figure out what our schedules are like um, and manage all of that. Cause like we both work nine to fives Monday through Friday right now. So. Same. Arla and I Same. work too. And yeah. Feel really your pain. We have trying adulting. To do adulting. Adulting. Yeah. And that's, you know, yes. it, like we talked about before, you know, when we go out there and go over landing, we want to, have those experiences and disconnect and everything. And mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to necessarily be worried about getting good film and good pictures and stuff all the time and sitting here yeah. and editing, you know, we do have a small YouTube channel, but it's like, sometimes I'm like, I'm not dealing with that this week, you mm -hmm. know, and it'll be a few weeks before we put something out. And, you know, I know that's yeah, a big exactly. no, no, but life gets it, in the way. Yeah. Other things happen, you know, yeah. time with your loved ones. You don't get that yeah. back. Yeah. I, I homeschool three kids and work full time. I'm a little busy also with the podcast. So it's like girl, I feel you, man. I that feel other you. stuff just kind of yeah. goes on the wayside. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a lot, a lot of it's balance too. Cause like yeah. I, it kind of is, it goes against uh, like what overlanding does for us. If we're just working, you know, an additional 40 hours a week, just doing business stuff. Like that's like, I don't want to pigeonhole ourselves into a situation like that either. Um, yeah, we're doing 40 hours of business and we don't have time to overland because that's that's not why we started this. We started this because we love overlanding. And so there's got to be balance between all of the different things that we have going on in our lives. So short answer, yes, we would love to do that. Um, so if there's any women in California, hit us up so we can start organizing this because um, right now it's yeah, kind of just us. <laughs> so because because we're, we are like a national or global organization, I guess um, we have we have women that follow us from all over. So we don't really have like a, a like a big core group of California women yet. Um, so. Yeah, we have some really exciting partnerships happening here in California though. And we, we can't announce anything right now, but there's going to be some big news coming out in the next couple of weeks um, nice. that we're excited to share. And like, I think, that tells us that like we are we are fulfilling a need in this community. The fact that people are paying attention, they're like, oh, you're doing something that like that matters, you know, or you're doing something that 
that makes a difference. Um, people are starting to see that. So it's been so exciting for us to make so many connections and to meet so many wonderful people. And the people that we're meeting are just like incredibly kind and genuine and want to help others. And those are the people that we want to surround ourselves with. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been so cool seeing this community grow into something that I don't think we ever imagined it to be here today, but I know it's going to be so much bigger than, than we ever thought it would be. We weren't ready. <laughs> we weren't. I'm sorry. We were not ready. <laughs> I think that it was, it was right. Like I think all of this, the, the podcast, what you guys are doing, all of these other women centric groups and stuff. I think it's mm -hmm. just been something that we've all kind of wanted, but you know, it just took the people, one person or people to kind of stand up and go, you know what? This is exactly. what I think we need. We need to start doing this. Yeah. Exactly. And then you see all of this interest and you're like, wow, I had no idea everybody else felt that way, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm so. I'm so excited for all the other groups that I'm seeing out there. And I'm like, let's all form an alliance and be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. It makes me so excited to see all the Instagram groups pop up and the, the ladies camp out nights happening and things like that. Mm -hmm. So. There is there is a thing happening here and it's it's really cool. And I'm so glad that we're kind of like we're here to experience it together. Yeah. Absolutely. We got an, one more question here. What is the coolest animal you've seen out there? Who wants to start with that one? Any cool animals you guys have seen while camping? Uh I feel like I'm cheating because I'm from Alaska. So I just go outside. <laughs> Lots uh, of cool animals. I mean, I've seen a lot of bears and a lot of bison in the trips that I've done. Um, so I guess those. Uh, I don't know what what is the coolest animal that you would have liked us liked us to see. That's that's what I want to know because I've seen a lot of animals and I just. <laughs> so which one do you think is the coolest though? Like, you were like, wow, I never thought I'd see a bald eagle, or I never thought I'd see a moose, or. I, I mean, know you see Alaska, all of those in Alaska. I saw yeah. those every day. I mean, I don't know. Bison are pretty cool. We don't we don't have those in Alaska. Uh, I've seen a polar bear, but that was at work, so that wasn't overlanding. So that's kind of cheating. Um, but I've seen I've seen lone wolves. Lone wolves are cool. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Do adventure cool. spots count as wild animals? Because that's definitely the coolest yeah. thing that I've seen. They <laughs> do not count. We need that. I, I will not allow you to count that. <laughs> oh, we have. Lindsay Bonds has just joined to group. Glad I saw this. Welcome, Lindsay. We're Yay! all very glad you're here. Yes. Sure. I love seeing new people that discover us and discover you guys. And mm -hmm. I'm glad. I hope you got something good from the show tonight. So my last uh, part here, I'd like to know if you guys would mind sharing all of your social media handles, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. So everybody can know where to find you. I know you guys have it on your comments, but just kind of go over everything again for everyone listening. Uh, so really right now we just have Facebook uh, and Instagram and it's she overlands on both of those. Um, that's we're more active on Instagram, uh, both on our personal pages as well as she overlands. Um, so if you want an immediate response, um, whether it's to a question or just to chat or to talk about meeting up with us in a parking lot somewhere and cooking stuff out of the back of our cars, because um, that's what we do. Definitely Instagram. Um, obviously, you can see that uh, I'm Wayward Renegade, and then Amy is a different kind of wild. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you guys might show up differently um, than how yeah. you are. But yeah, and uh, so we're also going to put this on um, Anchor, 
Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So there'll be an audio version too. So yeah, I just wanted you guys to go over those so that everybody knew how to find you. Yeah, we would love to connect with folks. Like I said, we, we love talking to folks. We love answering questions. So mm-hmm. please follow us. We're real people, you know, like we're human beings behind all of this. And we hope we brought that kind of to this podcast episode. But like, we're just like two girls that are like trying to have a really good time in the outdoors. So if you're into that, contact us. Absolutely. If you like to go on trips, we like to go on trips. And Don't it's just us usually. So... If you like to have meals and drink, you like to have meals and drink. (laughs) Exactly. 100%. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight, ladies. I really appreciate it. And you guys stay tuned. In about 30 minutes, Arl and I will be on Wander, Wonder, Repeat, talking about the Girl Talk um, roundtable we're going to be doing at the More Expo. So stay tuned for that in a little bit. And thank you so much, ladies, for being on the show tonight. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. Can't wait to meet up. Bye, Bye. Bye.